What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Call the Huddle podcast. Uh, my name is Xavier Gusset, and today I have an interview with Daba Fofana. Um, Daba is a fullback and running back who plays for the Navy Midshipman football team. Um, he's going into his third season, so we got to talk about a lot of the transition between doing that um, and a lot of the things he does off the field, such as playing cello and, and other things um, within the community. Daba was a really interesting player to talk with. Um, like I said, a lot of the things he said were inspiring, um, both on and off the field. Um, but he got to talk about a lot of the experience playing in the triple option, heavy offense that Navy's always ran, um, and being the guy that's center behind the quarterback um, as a fullback and running back hybrid that, that lead blocks and does basically it all. Uh, he gave a lot of really cool input on the running back position today and, and his, his, uh, his thoughts on the position. So if you guys enjoy any parts of this interview, uh, definitely stay connected with me on social media um, at Call the Huddle on all platforms. And enjoy the interview as always. And yeah, thanks for watching. I want to start off Daba uh, with a couple quick just icebreaker questions um, just so everyone can get to know you and like little dumb fun questions. Is that cool? Yeah, that's cool. Cool, cool. Um, so a big thing I know you're a crazy athlete. I know um, you wrestled, did track and field and football, obviously in high school, and then you're a football player um, and you do a lot elsewhere. But uh, tell me if you could add one sport to your background, what would you add and why? Hmm. I want to, I'm going to say baseball because I did try out in middle school, but I didn't make it because like I had no experience when I tried out. So I guess I would just say baseball because it seems like a lot of fun to do. Now I don't like watching it per se, just because like, it's like long and boring <laughs> in my opinion, but I, yeah, I'd say baseball just because it'd be really fun to you know, be able to throw that well. Word, that's, that's a good point. Uh, you know, I always thought it's really um, interesting, like how, the different sports like interact with each other playing baseball and being like a quarterback um and then like doing track and field and doing certain things um like in football especially it, it interacts with all the other sports um yeah exactly future or drake say again future or drake for you, who, who, who are you? i don't really listen to rap like that but if i guess I, if i guess if i if i had to pick one drake okay all right um, yeah. i got another one here for you uh Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce, but only because of the song Halo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Some good answers here so far. Um, I just wanted to get quick. Like, what's the history of uh, number 45? Like, why do you wear that? Honestly, they just gave it to me when I got to school. I wore 34 in high school, and I wore that because of Bo Jackson, because he's one of my favorite athletes of all time. But, um, Ever since I got to school, they just gave me 45. And then I'm not going to change it just because I made a pretty decent name for myself in it. And it's familiar to people. So, that yeah, that's why I'm going to still rock with it during the season. Uh, okay. And then last one before I want to get into some um, other ones. Uh, give me your favorite Navy jersey that you guys wear. I want to say the Army-Navy uh, uniforms this year that we wore, yeah. the the yeah. NASA-themed ones, those were sick. I Those were my favorite uniforms ever. Just those because, were... like, the all-white, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was looking at those, too. I think that they were the cooler ones that I've seen. I didn't even see them when they released. Uh, but, yeah, those are, those are cool. I like the Navy, like, the, the color that you guys go with anyways, like the gold and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. So the first question that I got, I know uh, – Daba, obviously, I'm glad to have you on. I know Daba means hard worker, um, I think at least. Uh, yeah, it does. And I know you do, like I said, a ton of everything. Um, you, you play music, you play the cello, uh, you did a lot of uh, sports and everything else. Um, There's like the deep question to start off. Um, is it better to do a lot of things 
in your opinion, or just be better at few, like fewer things? Just a general. I want to, yeah, I want to say when you're like growing up, trying to figure out what you want to do and like suit doing and trying to like establish a career path, it's really good to do a lot of different things because you get exposure to all these things and you just build like your knowledge, your like general knowledge just for everything. And then also you develop a whole bunch of skills that you can use later in life. But um, like once you actually begin to build a career, that's when you really want to focus on that one thing. But like, I'm really blessed that my parents allowed me to do a whole bunch of different things growing up because now I feel like I'm in a position where like I can do like what I want to. And, um, and I have a whole ton of opportunities and just open the door for a lot. Yeah, definitely. Tell me like where you're at in your life now. What are those things that you want to focus on more so? Do you have those things yet or are you still uh, trying out a lot of things? I mean, of course, I want to play pro football. That's always been the goal since I was six. So I'm very, very focused on that. And then coming in August, I need to start studying for the MCAT too, to uh, be able to go to med school since I'm taking that in like January or February. So that's going to be a big focus also. Um, but yeah, but in terms of like my music, I'll do it occasionally like as a hobby, but like later in life is when I want to focus on it just because it'd be a nice hobby to do. Um, to get like really, really good at um, like yeah. playing some harder pieces and stuff like that, so. No, yeah, definitely. I've, I've heard you talk about uh, playing the shallow a lot. I know you get asked a lot about it. Um, do you still play like regularly, like out of the season and stuff like now? Yeah, I do, um, mainly on the weekends, just cause right now we're going through summer school and workouts during the week. So it's hard to find time to, but on the weekends, yeah, I'll, I'll just learn like a casual piece or two. What's your favorite piece? My favorite piece, like to to play or to hear, because those are two very different things. Um, honestly, give me both. Okay. Um, to play, I would say Canon and D, but like the the version where it's focused on the cello, not the whole entire orchestra, just like the cello piano version. Uh -huh. um, and I played that for my friend's wedding in May um that was really fun but to hear i want to say um ed edgar's uh cello concerto in e minor because there's like a whole ton of different skills that are displayed on the cello like it's it's insane to watch and um like have you heard of uh shaku kane mason you probably haven't but no I he's haven't. a yeah he's one of the top cellists uh he's also really young and he played a really really he played a live version of that in uh britain and it was it was really good so that's that's my favorite piece here yeah i heard some of the things that you played i think just on the showcase thing they did on navy but um it's a really cool interest in, in uh instrument like getting involved in the orchestra stuff and then like staying yeah. with it obviously i know like i played when i was in high school and stuff but i stopped since then it's uh it's pretty admirable to stick with it and, and find time for it especially um yeah and of course i got some football questions um of course i know like last year Navy, you guys had one of the best running games in the, the entire country, um, led by your guys' great O-line. You can watch, just when you watch the games, they like overpower people, which is crazy to watch considering the type of offense you guys ran last year, uh, the full like triple option mostly. Um, just talk about, I know you guys have the new head coach, uh, Newberry coming in and he's been in for a while um, and talked about keeping a lot of the same uh, things in place and, and structure, but what excites you about this team lately? 
just our work ethic and like because we're doing a whole bunch of new different things now that we do have uh new coaches new strength coach new head coach um and just being like being able to see all that work ethic that we've put in during the summer and all the different type, types of training that we've done to uh, translate that to the field and uh, developing ourselves as a player-led team instead of a coach-led team. That's also something that we're really trying to improve on and we're starting to see strides in. Um, yeah, I just can't wait to see our work ethic pay, pay off on the field and being able to compete with teams like Notre Dame. Yeah, I know like, Dean, like you mentioned the player-led thing. I know you've talked a lot about growing this the second year of starting as a, as a leader. Um, what are some things that you've picked up on or, or ways that you've tried to add as a leader being like that running back fullback uh, guy? Yeah. Um, one thing I've always tried to do is try to get the other running backs to like do, to get some work outside of the, um, outside of workouts themselves, uh, just cause we can like grow closer together, be able to talk about different things and also just to be able to improve on our skills, like our specialized skills. Um, and then another thing that I've had to learn is being more vocal because growing up, I've always been like a person that wanted to lead by example and then really like talking. But, um, but being able to talk is really how you communicate your ideas. And it's, it's a really good way to build relationships and stuff like that too. So um, yeah, learning to do that has been, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been good to learn during this off season. Yeah. And like I said, uh, last year was your first year starting um, and you played, I think, all all the games. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to see what you do and what the team does, because like you said, the, there's a lot of good athletes. I know you guys are returning a lot of you guys as starters from last year. Um, so becoming like a player led team is, is um, exciting, obviously, for that those uh, the athletes that I know you guys have. Um, yeah. Jumping around a little bit, I know I just want to talk about about you growing up. Um, who are some guys like watching football that you mileage your game after maybe, or like, like when did you start playing fullback? Yeah. Um, so I started playing like running back. I, so I started football when I was six, I didn't start playing running back until I was seven because there was a year or until I was eight really, because they like kind of put me at like O-line when I was younger. <laughs> um, but uh, watching like growing up, I always watched Barry Sanders highlights. Um, I've always watched Bo Jackson too, just because of how like powerful he runs. Um, in high school, I started watching a ton of Saquon Barkley, just because of the way like he's so like he's massive, but he's also really shifty. Being able to like seeing that versatility, and then uh, a ton of Christian McCaffrey too, because of watching how he runs routes and how smooth he is catching the ball. Um, and also seeing versatility from him. Uh, yeah, watching those guys growing up has helped me develop my game because I always watch and like try and take things from their game too to be able to develop myself and some drills that I've seen them do, I'd incorporate into my workouts too. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, those are, watching them was, it was good watching them growing up because it was like a whole ton of different things that I can take from each part of their game to be able to try and help me. Yeah, like you named a bunch of different guys there, obviously. Like I know you play fullback, which is like last year you guys played, you were like four or five yards behind the quarterback um, under the gun or under the the center. But um, I know like a lot of the running backs you named there are guys that are, like you said, better in space and like more shifty. And uh, that's interesting because like I said, I, you can tell on your games, uh, your game film, I think you had what, the three games last year 
over 100 yards where you were breaking big ones. Um, and you can see that you have that ability too. I know just watching like your film a good bit. Um, talk about like, I know getting to Navy. I know I've never heard about like the, the process, but can you like maybe talk about what that process was like, like recruiting and then going to there out of high school? Yeah, so I got, I got recruited through Twitter. So basically I got recruited how any other kid would get recruited um, coming out of high school. But when I committed, that was where things were very different because you had to fill out a whole ton of paperwork and getting a whole ton of like medical clearances. And it was awkward for me because I had just torn my ACL coming out of high school. So getting that medical clearance, I had to like, you know, kind of get like a waiver to do so. But um, then you go through something called plebe summer. Now that is, that's, that's a hard time because uh, it's six weeks of, you can't have your phone, you can't talk to your family and you're just, you're just going through it. Like they got, you got the upperclassmen uh, yelling at you, controlling you, trying to like get you ingrained into the culture that's here at the academy. And you have to learn a lot. You get fire hose, a lot of information, like memorizing certain passages and certain facts um but that's that's a that's a tough time and it's very unique uh all the military schools have some some sort of version of that but that's like that's like the main thing that i like grew through just because it was something that i never experienced before but um it made me grow a lot as a person just going going through all of that Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then like playing football wise, talk about that transition, like playing from like high school, like you said, um, yeah. playing, like fully running back you played in high school. Yeah. Okay. And, and then transition into like the closer style of like fullback talk, just talk about like position and like football transitions. What was that like? Yeah. So you have to learn to see things from a different perspective because when you're in the gun, you can see like the whole entire defense and uh but from under center all you can focus on is between the tackles and that's all you need to focus on also like just just in general being able to, to actually understand what a defense is trying to do is a lot different in high school because in high school you can just you can just know what the offense is going to do and kind of generally like see where things are going to develop whereas yeah. in college you have to see, see things develop before the play even starts that's a that was a huge transition for me just because all I had to know was my own responsibility instead of what the defense is like, what the defense is going to do and their keys. But, um, and then another major thing, which is aside from like football itself is just being like learning how much confidence you have to play with in order to be good in, in college, because coming out of high school, I was questioning like, you know, if I was even good enough to be on this field, because just like, the difference between high school and college football so much it, it's it's a it's a big difference and learning to be confident going into my next year was something that helped me uh develop as a player and actually get my role as as a starting running back so um that was that was another huge jump i had to make um let's see what else and then just how physical college football is in general compared to right. high school because you gotta you gotta learn how to hit like you got to learn how to hit and you have to learn how to hit safely because you can't, you can't just like, you know, use your head as much as you did in high school because you're going to, you're going to pay for it. So learning to be a lot more physical than I was, was another, was another big transition.
Right. I know that's a big part of your game. And I know you've talked about like the, the aspect of contact in your game. Um, but definitely being safe with that is a good thing and a, and a big thing too um, in football, most importantly. Um, was there any ever th- like thoughts of position changes or like stop like trying a different sport or something? Because like obviously you've done them all, like other sports before. Um, and I know that you're like a five foot eight guy. You came in like like a little under 200 ish and you're like 205, 210 right now or 210. Was there any like thoughts of position changes at all or like like doing different things? No. I mean, football, like football has been something I've always wanted to do since I was six years old. And I, like when I was six, that's when I decided I wanted to play in the NFL. So I never had any questions about that. Um, I did also punt in high school. So I had people asking if like, I wanted to, like, if I wanted to punt in college and stuff, but, uh, but yeah, no, I've always wanted to be an NFL running back. Right. Right. That's always a fun, uh, doing like punting stuff in there. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I know just, I think it was the other day, um, that going to some football and NFL talk and just like position stuff in general. Uh, I know Marcus Allen said that running backs are sadly undervalued in the NFL. Um, and that has to do with like contract stuff. Um, but obviously that I think goes into the other like college football and like the way the running back position is viewed in general. Um, what's your view of like the main priority and purpose of the running back position? Cause I know you do everything. Like I know you block, um, I know you like you do a lot of everything. What's your what's the main purpose in your eyes? I feel like running backs are meant to open up the game. So like the game, the game starts with, you know, like teams always run on first down for like a specific reason. It's to be able to get some momentum going. It's a running back's job to be able to get get that momentum going. Like, and it's on the backs of the O line too, because people like like them developing the holes is a really, really big part of our game, but it's also our job to be able to uh, carry a game on our backs if we need to. And then also defending the quarterback because pass protection is a very, very underrated part of our game that a lot of people look over. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even just being able to provide the quarterback a safety outlet, like with a, you know, a check down or like a swing in the, in, or uh, a flat or something like that. Um so it just, it just gives our offense a lot more, like a lot of versatility in what we want to do. So when people say that uh, the running back position is like dying or it's very undervalued, I say absolutely not. It's just, it's just a matter of um, like how people actually, like how flashy it looks and also like people putting their opinion on saying that like running backs are replaceable and stuff like that. When you got running backs on a whole ton of different skill sets but the yeah. most valuable ones are the ones that can catch and block also that's how and the games evolved a lot from running backs that are just only able to run like, uh, like, you know, back in like maybe even, even just the early two thousands to now where running backs have to do everything. And you just see a lot less of that. So now that people are seeing a lot less of that, like, I guess that's why people would think that, um, the running back position is dying, but I'd say, I'd say it's not, it's still going to be here forever. Oh yeah. I mean, so just another tangent, like obviously the running back position is evolving, like guys like Debo Samuel in the NFL guys that are like, like can do it all at every position. Um, and obviously like you guys have that triple option, um, like both the wings you guys have on the outsides, even like guys that are, uh, 
capable of taking the ball and running it. And so there, that's like another almost running back position. Um, and then like that with, with the options and, and stuff like that, you guys do, um, obviously you, you do a lot more blocking, like run blocking, um, and more of like a fullback type, uh, stuff, which is always really refreshing to see. Um, so yeah, like, like that's a good, like everything you said, I, I agree with, I don't think it'll die. Uh, it is definitely interesting. Like I said, to see guys like you that, that are more than just runners, um, because I, I think that's where the running back position is going to go towards um, and still being able to get like to break off 40, 50 yard runs uh, like you can. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, the, the playmakers that you got, like the, the, the wings and the speed option stuff that you guys do, it all fits in anyways with that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I know like like talking about the triple option stuff under um, your coach last year. Uh, what, talk about it like that. Like what, what was your favorite part of that offense specifically? Hmm. I've never been asked that question. I think for a second. Um, well, it's really, like I said, refreshing, like seeing you five yards behind the quarterback, you, you could go outside, you go a lot between the guards. And then obviously you sometimes swing out and, and block for like your elite blocker sometimes. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was your thoughts on that offense? Just being that like main guy almost. I mean, it was, it was really fun actually. Like even even when we weren't winning a whole ton of games, because like we still had a lot to like develop with our offense, which we're in the process of doing now, it was still really fun just being able to like grow, like get more confident and grow and learn the scheme a lot more as I went along during the season and just getting a whole ton of reps there. In terms of like the offense itself, the most fun part was I'd say like just how satisfying the blocking up front can be if it's done correctly. Like just seeing, like, for example, like we run trap plays, we yeah. ran trap plays a lot. Um, and just seeing that open up and me being able to like hug the guard and just like, it's just wide open. Yeah. Seeing how satisfying that blocking is, is it, it gets me every time, like watching that on film too. It's just that I'd say that's my favorite element to the triple option. No. Yeah. I was going to comment on that. Like the, the amount of traps that you guys ran at least last year. Um, and yeah, like yeah. you were talking about like, like seeing the tackles, but I know a lot of the runs that you broke off that were big, like on Notre Dame and the other schools, like um, Tulsa, I think um, I know you, you just right up the guard behind the guard and, and like almost, almost like a past, like a D lineman that was coming in like untouched. Um, and yeah, that's the really interesting part. And then, like you said, you got all the motion going around you. Um, and obviously it's a really complicated offense, as you mentioned, like going through it and stuff. Um, off of that, do you, do you like being lined up? Like, I know we talked about, like you said, being like a swing, swing option out of the backfield that like running back or some of the more like things that running backs do. Do you like being like lined up uh, under the center? Like behind the Yeah, court? I do. Yeah, it took me, I mean, it took a second to grow on me just because, like I felt, I felt um, limited for a time, but then like once I actually started, you know, figuring out what I was doing, then yeah, it started growing on me. I still like um, being able to be like a check down option and being in space a lot too. But, um, but yeah, like I'll, I'll go in and do the dirty work. Like I'll block for, I'll block for my guys. I'll, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll shove my head in there, you know? Right. And then mentioning like the receiving aspect, um, I know you guys got kind of new, like you're tinkering with new offensive stuff this off season um, in summer. Um, I know you didn't really get any receiving uh, opportunities last season, but is that something that's going to be more in the books this, uh, this season or 
or no, not really. I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much, but I'm gonna say so. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you comfortable? <laughs> you feel comfortable like catching and stuff? You ever play receiver like big time? Oh yeah. Um, in high school, I played. I played a, a lot of slot. So okay, right. Yeah. So that's something. That's something I've. Uh, and it's something that I always try to develop too, just because, like, even when if, when we didn't do it a lot, just because, like, my 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 goal is to play pro. So still having that skill set when the time comes is something that's very important. So I'm pretty yeah. I'm pretty comfortable catching. No, it's definitely a cool thing. I know you've like talked about going wanting to go pro for as long as you have. Um, yeah, like going to the Navy. I know was that at all something you thought about, like not going there so you could like maybe have a better chance of going pro because I know there's like rules and stuff today um that's still like with 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 uh like are the same and everything with the navy and all those military schools yeah I definitely thought about it just because like I wanted to make sure that that was still an opportunity mm -hmm. and once I looked into it more and more I realized that that is still an opportunity like it, it'll happen one if you like if you have the talent you can go like they'll find you um yeah. But just even it being fe like being feasible within the laws of the military, uh, making sure that that was still a thing was very important to me. And once I did figure that out, then I was like, okay, Navy is definitely a place I want to be just because it felt like home. And in order to go pro, you have to like finish out your contract, right? Your four well, years. You don't, you don't have to, now you don't have to wait. Uh, you would just be commissioned as a reserve and okay. then you could go directly after college and then once you finish out your time playing football then you would go back under your time okay so you could hypothetically enter after this year after your junior year not after my junior year i still have to finish out my okay. college years but right, right, right. i don't have but like the time after college afterwards yeah okay that's yes. that's what i was wondering okay cool yeah no I, I know there's um it is really interesting i know i want to talk a little bit before i let you go um, some of yeah. the NIL things, because I know also like those um, military school uh, athletes, they don't get, you guys don't get athletic scholarships um, and you guys aren't able to get NIL uh, through that and everything and like the deals, I believe, right? Yeah, we're not allowed to get them. Was there any like part of during the NIL stuff that you were like, like when that was going all down, did there anything happen or like things that you wanted to do or think about? I mean... In terms of like, like, I was just thinking about it for a second because my dad, he runs a uh, a personal fitness business and maybe getting like an NIL uh, deal from that would have been pretty cool. But it wasn't like money wasn't something that's at the forefront of my mind uh, just because I love playing ball no matter what I'm getting and uh, um, and everything like that, just because God gave me the gifts to be able to do it, do it and it's something that I want to maximize no matter what, but, um, but being able to use, but it would be cool to be able to use that money to, for like a purpose, like to advance God's kingdom. Um, like just being able to use it for those purposes would be pretty cool, but it's not something that I'm like bummed out about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, um, it is really interesting. Like the new NIL stuff within football, I think it's a huge thing for, all levels of stuff but um it's really interesting like the the rules with that um i have a question actually you might not be the best person but like in terms of i know you can't earn benefits from that as like like what you do but could like one like a family member earn 
Anything have you been told about that? Hmm. I'm honestly not 100% sure. Like, could they could they earn the money through me? Yeah, like you wouldn't get any of it. But then like for like, if you were to like go to your dad's business and sponsor it and get like signings, like give away free signings or something like that. Like, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not 100% sure because I would still be using like my image and likeness to be able to like promote something else. Right. So I, I think that would be like on the line. If not, that would cross the line. Uh -huh. But it's something yeah. I hadn't thought about though. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. Like I said, with, with the direction that stuff's heading, even in terms of like um, conference realignment and stuff and the schedules, like new schedules that teams are going to get. Yeah. Um, looking at like the future of, of, navy football and then like those other yeah. schools obviously that have set like separate um ownership and and um separate things um i got just a last like couple few more here uh before i let you yeah. go but i appreciate all the time uh Dava. it's been a lot of fun no yeah thanks for having me um i know like you've we talked a lot about leadership today um i know you've spoken a lot about doing what's like doing it um what makes a good leader in terms of like what like guys that you've seen um like the coaches that you've been through uh, what makes a good leader in a group setting, uh, according to you? Um, well, first off, you have to start with yourself. So you have to be able to uh, maximize the amount of work that you put in and doing extra work too. Um, and also confidence is a big thing. Um, mm -hmm. And knowing knowing what your purpose is within that sport and understanding that and understanding your role on the, like your role within that and the impact that you can have on people. That's, that's something that makes a really, the, like those are things that makes a really good leader because it always starts with yourself and then you can help, you can bring other people with you and uplift other people with you and, you know, drag them with you along on the ride. Um, because if you don't focus on yourself and you start, you know, vocalizing certain things and people aren't gonna be, they aren't gonna, they aren't gonna be receptive to that. Yeah, definitely. And all the best leaders, um, from what I've known, are guys that, you know, can relate, like guys that are relatable to everyone else. And, you know, you've done a lot of things. Clearly, you do a lot of things in general and are a hard worker. Um, and that's that's a great leadership uh, like tool thing, too, um, that a lot of people are going to look up to. And especially in football, which is um, one of the bigger sports in general in terms of team sizes. Um, I know we talked a little bit about NIL stuff. Um, I know you're, you said your uh, long-term goal is football, um, but I want to talk a little bit of, of NIL stuff real quick. Um, I know I've seen, well, not NIL kind of, but so I know before or during the whole NIL topic, um, I saw lists of out of high school, if, if um, more athletes were to start getting paid based off of recruiting and like the amount of stars um, and like your, your rating, um, would you support that type of system? Because I, I think that would, that like that's the opposite of the current system that's in place right now. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, not that young. College, absolutely, because we put our bodies on the line every single day, and we and being compensated for that is something that we definitely need. But mm -hmm. coming out of high school, it's hard because. I just know that that money could go elsewhere. Like it go, it could go into the medical field, which is something I've like, I personally have an opinion on that. A lot of money that should be like going through football could be used in other areas because like football is not the most important thing, but um, 
So I do want to, I am going to say like, no, I disagree with that, but it's not like, but it's not to say that those kids don't deserve that money in the future. Uh -huh. if you know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. I know there's already been a lot of um, states, a lot of them have passed the uh, laws for high school athletes to get um, NIL deals. Um, and it's already like over 30 of the states have passed those. Um, but yeah, I think eventually, especially with like the leagues like the XFL um, and USFL coming around where there's more pro professional options, I think it'd be really cool if there was some sort of like college ranking system or, or something at least to get um, compensation on the side um, and recognition on the side too, maybe. And then that would accelerate, like I said, the, the professional um, growth of football. And that would be a cool thing in my yeah. eyes. Um, before I let you go, um, like I said, I know you've played football your whole life um, and you do everything. You're a great person, a great role model for anyone that's watching and, and anyone growing up playing football. Um, give advice for younger players maybe, or people playing fullback or, or in the same role as you. What, what would be advice that you'd give? Yeah, I got two things. One is pursue it with relentless intent. So if you got a goal in mind, you have to, you have to be willing to sacrifice for it. So you, sometimes you got to sacrifice weekends, go to the field, get better, um, and just put every, everything that you have into it. Um, and because that will, that will reap benefits in the future and being obsessed with it. Um, because all the great players, they have some sort of obsession with the game because that's that's how you develop your skills it's just being constantly like watching film and making sure that like you you learn everything that you need to know in order to put yourself in the best position on the field and even off the field and my second piece of advice is um is uh pursue christ just because of his love and um his sacrifice on the cross and just knowing him will help you know your purpose and and uh just having our sights on eternal salvation rather than just the here and now and all the temporary things of the world yeah yes sir i i love that um like like we talked about earlier it's good to find either a lot of things or and then focus and, and uh bring that down to a couple things that you want to do and really want to focus your time on uh, i know you're a guy of many talents but uh i appreciate you coming on and uh, it's here, good to hear that you love football because I think you're going to be a great football player at the next level as long as that. Thank you so much.